0: Welcome back to Viet Startup Podcast, I'm Hàng Nguyễn, your podcast curator. For this episode, we met with a special guest across the English channel, Tuyen Phạm, who is the CEO and co-founder of Evolut, a 3D sound technology company based in Lille, north of France. While doing his engineering degree, Tuyen saw a gap in the virtual audio-video movement while a lot of focus was on the 3D imagery, not many companies picked up on the quality of sound. Therefore, Duin and his partner researched 3D sound technology, which became the cornerstone of his company. Now, Duin's company has offices across Lee, Singapore, and Taiwan, and Evolut serves the largest hardware game makers across the globe. As the company grows, Thuyen is looking to expand to more market segments, such as consumer goods. And here's our conversation with Thuyen over a café in Paris.
1: So my name is Thuyen Pham. I'm co-founder and CEO of Evolut, which is developing the NAMIC software. Basically, what what is doing our software? uh, We are responding to a very simple need. We all have smartphones, tablets, computers in, in our bags. The quality of the image is increasing, but the problem is that because there's no place for big speakers, the quality of the audio is decreasing. So our job is to make those tiny devices sound better. So with just software, we can improve the sound, and also we can immerse people inside 3D sound so we can alert the brain and make you think that you have sound on the side or behind you using the two regular speakers of the device or regular headsets. So
0: what makes you start a the uh
1: It was a project when I was in engineering school that started in, uh, while I was in engineering school. Um, based on the fact that I, I saw that the audio technologies were very light uh, compared to visual technologies and the project were handled during two years and the results were quite good, so I decided to start a company a little bit afterwards.
0: So you didn't work anywhere else before?
1: I worked two years between my the end of my engineering school and, and creating the company, uh, basically because my co-founder and myself were both in the same engineering school, Central lille and I was telling to myself we need to be able to know how to sell before starting a company. Yeah. Uh, at that time I had no money to um, to pay for a business school so then I applied for, as a sales manager in another startup. I was accepted and I, I did a lot of things. I did a lot of mistakes uh, as a, a junior sales.
0: What kind of mistakes?
1: Giving the price at the first rendezvous or yeah, a lot of Big mistakes, and after two years, when I was doing less mistakes, I said oh, it's about time to to create the company.
0: <laughs> and during that two years, did you also work part time on? I believe.
1: Uh, I tried to just just some bibliography and a little bit of technology, but it was kind of hard. So uh, no, I, I, I mostly it was in post. Yeah. Mm. The project was post. Yeah. yeah
0: and did a university invested in the project to help you get started.
1: So after the two years I worked, I wanted to create a company and then I contacted back my engineering school and they said, oh, you should join our new master in entrepreneurship. And that's what I did, in fact. So I did that. So they helped me to create the network. You should never create a company alone. So. I was in a network, I was in an incubator, and they helped me to build the first business plans and to to win the first uh, contest to, to get more money because creating a technological technology startup costs a lot of money. Tell me about your first experience
0: getting
1: the first customer. That's, uh, yeah, that's quite a challenging thing. So. The idea is that when you start, a, um, when you have a technology, uh, you need to create a product and you need also to a step beyond to meet the needs of the customer, so that's very hard when you're an engineer to, create, to know and the needs of the customer. We wanted to start with consumer electronics and then go with industrial projects and then finally go to military projects. And in fact, in the reality, we did all the inverse. So we started military projects, then industrial, and then only consumer electronics. Uh, how we, we we had our first customer in the military it was very strange. So just we we called all the military company in France, and we said we have a technology of free the sound. They accept the the rendezvous, but with just a the phone, they they don't. They don't see that we were young, so when they when they first first see us at the at the lobby, say, "We can see their heads." say, Oh, no, I will lose my time because two young guys coming. But when they heard the, the demo, say, "Oh, maybe there's something." So that's yeah. that's how we get our first customers. So this one was, in fact, industrial and military was were quite easy. The um, the most difficult part was consumer electronics. So. When you're a French company uh, with young guys uh, and uh, no reference in the consumer electronic business, it's very hard to get the first customers. So we went to see uh, everybody, and they all say, "Hey, young guys, you're very you're very cool, but how can we trust you? Yeah. First, you're French. You never work. You work only 35 hours a week. Second, you're always on strike. So you're very lazy, French guys. <laughs> Come on, it's not all the population." And also the first thing is that we have no reference in the consumer electronics. And uh, I always tell them, if we have no reference, how can we get there? So, And uh, our first customer, in fact, uh, I met him at uh, E3 uh, at Los Angeles in a gaming convention. And um, I just just go there on their booth, and uh, I asked the lady there, I want to meet the CEO. She said, you have no appointment? (laughs) No. So you cannot meet with him? And I just kept coming back all the half hour. He always pushed me back. And at the end of the second day, I kept doing that. I kept doing that, and he was just laughing and say, Hey, look, he's just there. You have two minutes with him. I had the demo yeah. and did the demo yeah, in, the co- in, in the convention and said, Yeah, you should come and, and see me afterwards. And so that's how we get the first customer. This customer is the right now one of the biggest. Um, uh, peripheral brand in the gaming in PC gaming so uh, yeah. that's how we started and now we are where we are right now we are getting nearly 60% of all the gaming laptops are equipped with our technologies and we have all the major brands in the PC gaming so peripherals and, and, and PC brands so
0: did you have research about your customer before to, to think of which one to approach
1: I'm, I'm more an instinct guy I'm not a guy who's doing a lot of uh, studies with numbers, and saying. so for instance, this, this, uh, this first customer we, 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 get, we got, at, at that time, he was only maybe classified as the 14th uh, biggest manufacturer, 14th brand, yeah. in terms of volume, but now he's the biggest, so I was just feeling that I, I was betting on the, on the right horse, yeah. Yeah. So it's just a feeling I say oh this brand is very cool and I think they will become a leading brand so yeah. I just and it went pays there. Off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was lucky.
0: So in layman terms as a gamer, what do
1: you, what more do I have from hmm. your technology? So uh, when you have a technology Nimic uh, on your computer, what you get is a very good surround sound, 3D sound. So using regular headset, you can hear people shooting at you from behind so you can react more quickly. We have microphone technologies. So even if you're um, playing games in a very noisy environment, we will remove all the noise, background noise. And also what we are doing is that we have added a lot of uh, tools for the gamers. So we have added an, a radar that is overlaid on top of your any game, FPS games, that is showing where the audio energy is coming from. So for instance, if there, there was a sniper behind you on your left, you will see a radar popping on your game showing where the energy is coming from. So you can hear in 3D, but you can see where the sound has, has, has came from, so uh, you can react quicker. Yeah, yeah so basically it's, it's a radar that, that shows you also where the sound is coming from. So because you have both visual cues and audio cues, you can react quicker, more quickly. So
0: so are you quite a gamer then?
1: I was quite a gamer when I, when I was, especially in engineering school. Um, I play a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Does it help you to kind of think about your consumer and uh, think about ways to help them
1: the most? Yes, that's one of the things that you, you need to be, to be in the shoes of the gamer to build products that they will f- fit them. So uh, uh, That's also part of the team, so we are nearly 50 people now. There's a lot of gamers inside our, our companies. <laughs>
0: are they allowed time to play games?
1: They're nearly forced to play games, so we are all playing <laughs> games every month. Yeah. So apart from the gaming
0: um, hmm. industry, which have other consumer industries to
1: target for? Uh, because we are software and we are just algorithms, uh, basically, we can apply to all the devices that are emitting sound. It can be a smartwatch, it can be TV, it can be cars, uh, smartphones, anything. So uh, we we are contacted by a lot of uh, people in the industry, like tablet manufacturers, who uh, a lot of people complaining about the sound quality, and, and they, they, they want technologies to improve the sound. So um, the thing is that we are... Only fifty, so we cannot do everything. So mm. we try to uh, be the first one on the cycle and then jump out. So we we are gaining all the gaming market right mm. now. So it's about time we go to another to, to other markets. Yeah.
0: So I think let's step outside of a little bit. Um, maybe could you tell us about like the landscape of startup in France? How how do you perceive it at the moment?
1: It's um. There's a lot of innovations in France, a lot of ideas, uh, a lot of... Um, I would say that when I started 13 years ago, it was quite hard. There was no financing. Uh, the financing was were, were just starting at that time. Uh, incubators were starting, so they, they were doing a lot of mistakes. Uh, now it's getting mat- mature, and uh, there's a lot of incubators, a lot of money. Uh, they, I think there's... Uh, there has never been so much money in the in the market for the seed and there's a lot of ideas there's a lot of interesting ideas so the um, creating a startup is not not the challenge anymore in France there's, a, there's there are a lot i think keeping them in France and uh, keeping the uh, the added value in France that's the most challenging part because uh, between seed funds and uh, growth funds there's a big gap where there's nobody today and a lot of startups are going abroad or they're dying just in, in this death valley. So um, I think that's the main challenge. And in fact, when you're looking a lot of ideas, a lot of startups are being booked uh, and acquired by US companies. And I think they could they could go a little bit further in order to create more values or in order to create uniqueness in, the, in, the, in their market and stay in France. But that's, mm. that's the game. <laughs>
0: yeah. So having said that, because you said also that you're trying to grow more now, mm. do you think of going outside France or you still want to stay? Well,
1: I think we, we will try to, to keep the R&D in France. Uh, right now, I'm doing I think 99% of revenues outside of Europe. So Asia or USA so people are always asking me why you're still in France <laughs> you have no interest in France I think one of the things is that engineers are quite good in France uh, because they're not specialized there's a lot of what we call generalist engineers basically it's engineer that don't know how to do anything, but can adapt to any, anything. So, uh, and I think because of, of, this, um, of this training, they can find innovations in other topics, other subjects, and bring them in their subjects. So I think that's, that's one of the key points why French engineers are very innovative.
0: So as a last question then, um, which advice would you give to our audience who would like to become an entrepreneur?
1: The only advice that I can give is just go because you always think too much before creating or quitting your job, creating your company. Uh, I think you must be a little bit crazy to to go uh, and and found your own company, especially if you have a a business school diploma, engineering diploma. You can get a high salary without uh, yeah, bothering too much. just, yeah, just go, just have the courage to go. You have nothing to lose and, and you have a lot to learn, I would say. Even if you fail, you, you will learn a lot.
0: And that's the end of our Viet Startup podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like it, don't forget to subscribe to our channels on iTunes and SoundCloud for subsequent episodes. I'm Hang Nguyen, your podcast curator and we'll be back soon.